Hello and welcome to River Tales, a Riverdale recap podcast where one of us doesn't watch the show. <laughs> yep, that's me. I'm Sam. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Elaine. And I'm Kiana. And today we are recapping season seven, episode ten, American Graffiti. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and dropping Sam's phone. That's okay. It's okay. Um, um, can somebody tell me what the American Graffiti reference is? Oh, it's a yeah. movie? Yeah. But, like, I know it's a movie, but what's... Um, As someone who watched this episode and knows the context, is there a tie-in? Yes. Like, American Graffiti, yeah, it's, like, set in the 50s, and it's all about these teenagers, like hot rodding and like kind of like racing but like not really it's like they each have different stories but in like it's just like the 50s car culture you know it's like they'll meet up on the streets Mm. and talk about their cars and like do little tiny races and then they go off and there's like lots of different other stories in the movie and this episode was big about hot rods yeah that makes sense Mm -hmm. i was like little rascals Exactly like that. (laughs) Right? (laughs) I actually haven't seen American Graffiti. I don't really know anything about it. Oh, really? You should watch it. I don't know. 50s cars, gangsters, the sun. There's not gangsters in it. Okay. It's like... I think I'll just stick to Little Rascals. (laughs) (laughs) I will say, like, it's so much different from, I feel like, what people think of with George Lucas. Mm -hmm. But it is actually really good. Like, it is i don't know i think you would actually like it okay. because there's a lot of subtext oh. with everything mm. that's going on in it a lot of it's I metaphorical it's actually really well done so i believe you i think you and would. i will I'll, I'll, I'll you'd maybe like i'll it. seek it out <laughs> <laughs> but first i have to hear about my favorite tv show riverdale yeah and you have to hear two truths and one lie i have to contractually yeah you do number one thanks becomes famous overnight because of his hair oh okay Two, Archie and Reggie leave Betty and Veronica on the side of the road. Okay. Or three, Tabitha and Jughead track down Brad Rayberry's secret wife. Tabitha who? And Jughead? Jughead. Okay. Secret wife. These are good. Oh, thank you. I feel like the first one is a lie. It is. Oh, dang it. I was like so sure that was going to be true, but I was like, mm, no, it'd be too good. It'd be too good. Oh, uh, you, you got it. I gotcha. <laughs> but we almost got him. I know. Mm-hmm. We thought it would trick you. Does he become famous at all yet, or are they still not doing mm, that? He's getting there. He's like yeah. starting to get a following. Okay, so they haven't like fully just yeah. gotten rid They of finally him. brought back that storyline this episode. Yeah. Okay, but good. But he's yeah. not like worldwide famous yet so in your dreams what hairstyle do you think he would have had that got him famous his hair right now is yeah. incredible oh really okay. he has the best hair of any yeah. so you're saying here's an obvious plot point like let's get into it yeah yeah why not yeah. he's got the whole package mm-hmm. he should be famous yeah but yeah so Fangs is playing a gig in Centerville but it's in a rough part of Centerville so oh. he like doesn't want Midge to come because it's kind of like a I don't know, like an underground concert? Not really underground, I think but... just a little seedy of an area. Yeah. Sure, yeah, 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 yeah. But he's excited because there might be talent scouts there, and so In they might notice area? him. Yeah, I guess. Okay, sure. I mean, it's like rock and roll. Sure, you yeah. Know? Mm. Oh, I know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I know you know. Trust me. <laughs> <laughs> but Archie, also, he has been working hard on his grades... And he has brought his grades back up to a B plus average. Wow! Thank, thank God. I know. I was really worried for him for a second. Yeah. Guess what he can do now? Um. See, open his window. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they can have their. You can again, again look at naked girls across the street. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. 
I don't know. What? I don't know. He can have his car back. Oh, right. His car. Yeah. His yes. hot rod. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and also go on dates now. Right. Yes. Because otherwise he couldn't before. Yeah. Well, not until his grades were up. So. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it was really funny too. Like Reggie and Archie are like eating breakfast and they're fighting about who's like more beautiful, like Elizabeth Taylor or Marilyn Monroe. And they're like having this little argument. Just just as teen boys did back oh, then. Oh yeah. I'm sure. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. But then like when Uncle Frank gives Archie his like car keys, like literally him and Fane's just like bolt from the kitchen. And Reggie. like don't even eat. Oh sorry, yeah. No, it's just like funny. And they're like so excited about the car. Mm-hmm. The yes, yes, they have to they get to go fast or the speed limit. I don't know what they did back then mm-hmm. with the cars. Just just drive. Yeah. <laughs> just, drive. <laughs> just look at them. Work on them. Look how beautiful they are. This is how we, we think about. This around. is how we relate to to car guys. We just like we're like, wow, they must they must just have the time of their lives with those things. It's like with horse girls. Like I don't I don't get it, but like I'm happy for them. Mm-hmm. You know, do yeah. do what you want with that horse. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever it is. Well, they will. Oh, they will. <laughs> They're so excited to drive. Yes. <laughs> Because, oh yeah, also, like, Betty and Archie go on a date, and, like, Archie can't use this car, which I'll get into, but she just proposed, she's like, we could walk, and Archie's like, what? No. <laughs> he, like, balks at that, and is like, no. Well, that means they'd have I to can't. talk about something else other than the car. I know. Yeah. What would they do? Yeah, so, now that they can, now that they have the car, um, Veronica, you know, Veronica feels bad that she kept blowing off Reggie. You know, so she goes up to him and she's like, hey, I want to try and make it up to you, like, one more time. And she's like, how about we go out, like, tonight? And he's like, okay. And then he asks Archie if he can borrow his car, which Archie is a little hesitant about. You can tell he's like, oh, my car, my baby, my baby. We just Reggie not have one? No. No. Okay. He's poor. Well, I mean, how does he get to school to and fro? With Archie. Oh, okay. Oh, right, yeah, now. He lives with Archie every mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but Archie agrees, though, and he's like, gosh darn, why not? Or whatever he says. It's like, <laughs> Probably that, yeah. There's a lot of 50s slang. They're really lot. upping it? Yeah, oh, it's like... gosh. Yeah, it's like... Are they, it's is it so like more much. new stuff, or they just, did they just... New ones, every week. New things yeah, that I'm like... just making it up at this point. Maybe. Maybe they sprinkle in a few that are just made up. Or just like... I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. It's just so much. I feel like, okay, you know how on Schitt's Creek for Moira Rose, she got this, like, dictionary of weird words, uh-huh. and that's how she, like, incorporated them into her dialogue? Mm-hmm. I feel like the Riverdale writers have a book of, like, random 50s slang, and they're yes. just trying to put every yes, single word in the season. Yes, they have a quote Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. They have to make it through the entire book, otherwise um, the 50s sponsor will pull out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The year of the 50s. Yes. <laughs> I know, they're like, we need at least 50 per episode. Yes. <laughs> Honestly, that's it's, probably there, It's legit. actually some big brain thing. Like, at the end of the season, it's all going to make sense. It's like, we're going to compile it, and that number's going to be a secret number, and then... Yeah. Um... Like, there's a Taylor Swift-level conspiracy theory. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah, uh-huh. Yeah, we're just too naive to see it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yet. Yeah, but we will. <laughs> yeah. It all makes sense. Yes. yes. <laughs> just like everything on Riverdale always does. Yeah, every conspiracy theory we have always com- comes through and makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so they're going on their date, and Betty asks Archie out on their date, you know, because she's like, oh, like, now that you have your car and your grades are up, can we go on our date finally? Mm -hmm. And that's when he's like, yes, but, oh, I don't have my car. And so then they decide to walk to Pops, which he hates, but but it's fine. He can live with it. Yeah. 
did they see do we see this walk no they're just there okay great okay but the whole time that betty and archie are on their date he's just like super distracted and every single car that drives in he like looks at it because he's like wondering where reggie is with his car you know and he's like he's like where are they? He's like, there's nowhere else to go in town other than Pops. <laughs> Which I was like, thank you. Somebody finally said it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or it's, at least seems where everyone ends up at yeah. some point in the night. So mm-hmm. Yeah. So he's like, where are they on this date? If not here. The drive-in? Maybe. But yeah, he's like, the whole night, they can't even really have a good conversation because Archie's just so obsessed agitated and obsessed about his car and where Reggie is. <laughs> and... When Reggie gets home, finally, it is, like, a lot later, mm-hmm. and Archie is sitting in the living room in the dark by, like, the lamp, and yes. he's like, where have you been? Do you know what hour it is? <laughs> he, like, literally, like, clicked on the lamp. The typical parent thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, gotcha past curfew. It was so mm-hmm. funny. Yeah, and he's like, I was so worried you're, like, in a wreck or in the ditch somewhere, and it's, like... <laughs> acting like, oh, yeah, it's just his, him being a worried parent for his car. Yes. Not yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> But, yeah, we find out that Reggie is also, like, a huge car fanatic. And, like, both him and Archie just love cars. Uh Uh-huh. And Reggie's always wanted one, you know, but his family never had enough money for him to buy one. Right. And so that's why, like, he's been enjoying, like, having Archie's car, too, and why, like, they're both so into it. Is this a little homoerotic? <laughs> Not yet. <laughs> yeah. It could develop. We're getting that. there soon. Yeah. I'm just like, so when do they kiss? <laughs> <laughs> They've been fighting over, yeah, it's just like who gets the car, when they get the car, and like Archie's... Riveting stuff, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and, and, like, and Archie built the car with his dad, so he's also protective of it for that reason, mm-hmm. too. Like, even more than it being his car, it's like... It's like one of the last things he has with his dad. Betty and Veronica compare notes after their dates. And Reggie was also really anxious and kept like checking his watch to see how long it would be until he could drive the car. You know, so they're both like, uh, maybe we should like try going out. Like their first idea is like, well, maybe we should like switch partners and like maybe that will go better. Like you try dating Archie, I'll try dating Reggie and we'll see if maybe they're just weren't into us. Oh, because they they don't know about the car thing? Not yet. Oh, okay. But then they decide that they'll just go on a double date. I was just going to say, like, why don't they just do that? Yeah, so they decide to go on a double date. They still don't know about the car thing, though. I mean, they know that Reggie borrowed Archie's car. But not their obsession with it yet. I think their obsession was obvious. I think the girls are just like, you're on a date with a beautiful woman. Why aren't you paying attention to me? Why do you care about your car so much? Yeah, they're like, I know you guys are obsessed with your car, but we just don't understand why. Yeah. I also don't understand why. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Um, so yeah, they're on their double date, and literally, they're sitting at a booth in Pops, Reggie and Archie are having the time of their lives looking at a car magazine. Oh my gosh. Just comparing, like, They're like, look at everything. that chrome! <gasps> These rims! Oh! Yeah, they're like, look at that engine! Oh, V6? Wow. And Betty is also into cars, like, she fixes them with her yeah. dad, but she's not obsessed, and so she tries to be like, yeah, I've, like, fixed many an engine in my day, and... Archie's like, huh, cool. Back to the magazine. This is worse than yeah. Betty being obsessed with sex. What is this? Why are we why are we talking about boys in their cars in this show right now? Like It's the fifties. We have a serial killer out there. Like, we'll get to him. Oh but they're teenagers, you know? Uh-huh. <laughs> I know. I'm sorry. It's not you. It's just 
What are they, what is this? What I don't know. What are we watching? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, can I tell you a part you'll like? Yeah. So the, <laughs> the double date is them starting at a pops, but then they have to leave to go to the concert that Fangs is performing at. And okay. it's a drive, it's in Centerville, wherever that is. Is Tony there doing a pregnant slave for you dance again? Unfortunately not. not. Dang it. All right, well, go on. <laughs> You're like, end of episode. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Leaving. <laughs> no, but the keys are sitting in the center of the table at Pops. Mm-hmm. And at the same time, Reggie and Archie grab for the keys. Their hands touch. Oh. We get a long, lingering moment oh. on their hands, not moving. They look into each other's eyes. Yes. There's tension. Is this AI generated? Yes. <laughs> Honestly. <laughs> There's no maple syrup, Yeah, yeah. They just replace yeah. it with car keys. Yeah, yeah, I see what you guys are doing. Listen to our last episode if you're interested in that, though. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, they were just fighting over who was going to drive. Mm. But, mm. well, there is a little bit more for you in a little, just in a couple more minutes. Okay. Oh. I'll be patient. Yeah. Okay. Oh, just I guess, yeah. Sure. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> if you want to read into moments yeah, to enjoy is... it more, oh, go ahead. hundred oh, yeah. percent, yes. So, while they drive to Centerville, but they run out of gas like five miles away. Mm-hmm. And so they leave Betty and Veronica in the car and have to walk back to Pops to get more gas. And while they're walking back, they're still fighting about the car and, like, who why didn't they fill leave? up okay. the tank. I know, and... I know women can be independent. Why would they leave the two women in the 50s on the side? Oh, I know. Themselves? Veronica told them to. But, yeah, Veronica might even, like... Because she was she wearing was heels. And yeah. she's like, I'm not going to walk. Y'all better get walking. That's yeah. fair. And she's like, hurry up. Mm-hmm. But they, like... Well, they're walking back and they get into, like, a physical fight over this car. You know, because, like... Also over, like... The, both of them feeling like they're playing the victim and oh, Reggie's yeah. like you just think I'm poor and like I need your mm. sympathy and blah yeah. blah blah and Archie's like no you're just like you have a chip on your shoulder get over yourself like I don't think you're like less than or whatever like, yeah. and like stop playing that card and like mm. they just keep like like fighting about that while they're trying to get like hitchhikers so they're like fighting like <laughs> wrestling in the streets and they stop when a car comes and they try and hitchhike and then go back like, to like fighting yeah in the middle of the road it's oh, hilarious yeah. yeah you want to pick up two rowdy boys yeah yeah <laughs> and they finally make it back to pops nobody picked him up <laughs> surprise, surprise. Me, yeah maybe they should have left it the pan like i don't know yeah Show off those calves. Yeah. yeah. But while they're filling up, Pops is like, so you guys are just fighting over a car? He's like, I have an old, like, jalopy that I'm not using. He's like, you can just have my car, Reggie. Love the word jalopy. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and so he takes the offer, and with that, like, all, like, that tension between them is, like, gone. Because now they have two cars. And they have two cars now, so they're good. But when they're walking back, Archie is like, you know, Reggie, like, I just, I haven't had a best friend, like, since my dad went away. And it's like... Because Reggie confides in Archie that he was late getting home because he went, drove to visit his parents because he's homesick. Mm-hmm. And he didn't want to admit that because he's like, oh, like, a guy admitting he's, like, homesick. He's like, I didn't want to do that. Yeah, that'd be tender. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but Archie's like, you know, he's like, I get that. You know, and he's like, how he's, like, homesick since his dad went to the war. Because it's like, their home's never the same mm-hmm. since then. Mm-hmm. And they have, like, this little moment. And then he's just like, yeah, he's like there's no one who really gets me and gets like my love of cars too and they're like yeah yeah and then it's like <laughs> yeah. the bros bros, bros for, for life. life yeah it transcends timelines yeah. yes yeah. it was cute it was a good friend moment it could be even more of a moment if they were going that way <laughs> you know too. yeah it could be and now they have two different cars so the metaphor is over but yes. they could drive them together. They could race together Ooh. as lovers. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> so you can think about that. <laughs> I will. Yes. 
But while they were gone, Cheryl and Tony and Midge are going to the concert and found them on the side of the road. They're like, Betty and Veronica, like, do you just want to come with us? And they're oh, like, yes. They're like, sure. They're like, who cares about the boys? And so they come back and they're just gone. <laughs> and are they worried? Or are they just like, well, they were like, where are the girls? Yeah, they're just <laughs> like, well, okay. I was like, they should have written a note or something. something. Been like, hey, we went to the concert. Our friends picked us up. Don't worry, the serial killer didn't get us. Yeah, like very inconsiderate of them. Us, like just like yeah. Veronica, take out your lipstick, write it on the windshield. That's cute. Yeah, be like, yeah. I'm fine. Yeah, <laughs> I'm fine. <laughs> <laughs> like, we're not waiting for you guys. <laughs> In blood red lipstick, I'm fine. <laughs> yeah, I'm fine. Don't worry about. Yeah, they missed the concert. We don't know what they did. I guess honestly. they went back home. They just like went back home because okay. This whole episode was building up. Everyone's like, Fangs is performing at the concert. Everyone decides to go to the concert. Mm-hmm. And so I assume the climax of the episode is going to be at, at the, the concert. concert. We no. never see the concert. <laughs> of yeah. course not. And it's like, Riverdale loves their musical numbers. Why did they give us yeah. one? They're all like, we're going to make Fangs famous, but you can never hear him sing? Yeah. I kind of feel like it's that thing where it's like, in movies and TV shows, like when it's like, oh, this person's a star. They're like the best music you've <laughs> yeah. ever heard. And then you hear it and it's like... Oh. But we have heard Fangs perform, and he's great. Yeah. I think like, it was more like they didn't have the budget to hire all the extras and put together that set. And Well, they were really preoccupied with this really riveting, no pun intended, car, car stuff. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, they just had to get that out there. So there just wasn't time, you know? Fangs, his hair, and his other talents can wait. I guess. Yeah. yeah. We need to know about the cars. Yeah, yeah. Because there's so much subtext there. Everything with Fangs, it's all mm. out there in the open. There's nothing else to get into. Yeah, because yeah. the cars are just metaphors. Yes. Which we'll figure out in a few more episodes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, the next day, though, yeah, Reggie's working on his car at like the shop at the high school. Mm-hmm. And Archie comes to like see how it's going, you know? And he's like, oh, do you like, need some help? And we're just like, yeah, I do need help. Which is why I asked Betty. And so, and then Betty and Reggie are working together, and you can tell Archie's oh, like, mm-hmm. Ooh. my best friend and my girl. <laughs> yeah. What's happening here? <laughs> I don't know how I feel about that. But they're just working together. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it's probably going to blossom into something else. Who knows? I do. I think so. Because wasn't Betty the one who suggested they switch dates, and Veronica the one mm-hmm. who suggested the double date? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So I think. We're still going to get some Betty Reggie at some point. I think so. Yeah. Just because we haven't yet. Before. And their steamy shower scene. Yeah. It was foreshadowing. Yes. Yeah. It had to have They been. would never lie to us with visuals. Yes. The show has <laughs> no. never gaslit us. No. Ever. <laughs> no. Everything has meaning. Yeah. Everything they set up comes to fruition. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, because of Baines' great concert, he's now like super popular like at school. Even though he's not like household name yet. But he got one business card oh. from one like talent agent. So he's so on his he's way up. Made. Yeah. yeah, he's gonna be famous now. Uh. Yeah, he talks to Midge and he's like, "Babe, guess what I got? A business card!" And she's like, "Oh my gosh, we're rich!" We're she famous. like screams. Yeah, and it's like, bro, you got one business card. Yeah. Do they even and have like original have you songs even yet? Talk to him. Yeah. Doesn't matter. I believe no. in him. He's just doing covers. But I mean, Elvis got famous from that and he's trying to be like a little Elvis, so Yeah, he can it just be, work for him. He can just be a little Elvis. In yeah. this timeline, what if Fangs is Elvis? Oh. oh. That's Wait, true. Would he have already happened by now? Yes. <laughs> but El- little Elvis. <laughs> Lil Elvis. But now Elvis he's not gonna get his fame. Fangs yeah. is gonna take his fame. Yeah. That's what's yeah, gonna be. Oh, they're gonna Veronica's gonna crash a car into him. 
like vehicular manslaughter i thought about making our lie in two truths and a lie that veronica became fangs as manager because i think that's really realistic yeah absolutely Mm -hmm. she's got a mind for the business yeah Mm -hmm. and she has all her hollywood connections Mm -hmm. she could put on a show at the babylonium yeah Yeah. maybe Maybe that'll happen yeah and if they don't they're stupid (laughs) honestly because she knows why he wants to be famous so well she yeah, doesn't. She doesn't. She doesn't? Just she just Tony. knows that they just... Oh, Tony had the frog. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes. That's right. That was the Mama Tony episode. Yeah. Yeah. Where she was just All everywhere. Knowing. Yeah. Yes. Um. But speaking of Tony, mm-hmm. so she started her Black Literary Society for the students at Riverdale. Right. And she's calling it Black Athena. Ooh, okay. I know. I like the name. Yeah. Ooh, it's really cool. It's kind of fun. It took me a couple times for her to say it where I was like... Is that your book club? Like, what are you talking about? <laughs> and then I, I finally realized it was the it was the literary thing. Yeah, I was like, what is she saying? Black Athena. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so cool name. Um, and there's like I think like six students in it so far. Yeah, and they're having like a good discussion about what book they read. But there's also like a white old lady teacher who has to like sit in the corner, and so you can tell like she's making it uncomfortable for them with her presence. But they're trying like kind of ignore her and like mm-hmm. say what they want to say anyway because this is supposed to be a space where they can like make their voices heard and talk about controversial things. So. Yeah. And it seems like they are, for the most part, feeling comfortable to say yeah. how they actually feel. Good. So it's good. So it's it's her and um, Clay and Tabitha and then just like Some random random characters. characters. Okay. Yeah. And Cheryl and Tony haven't been seeing much of each other because Tony's been super busy with everything. Mm-hmm. And Cheryl's kind of feeling neglected and missing her. And she asks if she can come to Black Athena. She's like, this is what you're into. I think it sounds super interesting. Like, I want to come. And Tony's like, I don't know. Like, it's just like a small group. Like, maybe later when it gets more established. But then... Cheryl talks to Kevin, and Kevin's like, oh my gosh, I just went to a Black Athena meeting, and Clay read his poem, and it was the best thing I've ever heard, and it was incredible. Yeah, (laughs) life-changing. Kevin's just as white as Cheryl is. Oh, if not more, yeah. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) And so Cheryl's like, hmm, interesting. um, that's not really fair. So she talks to Tony, and, like, says she truly wants to come, and, like, it's not going to be embarrassing to her. Yeah. Yeah. Uh And so Tony's like, okay, I guess you can come. But she's like, I don't really know. Do we find out why she was like holding back? Is it just because Cheryl, Cheryl? I mean, I feel like it's kind of been a theme this season where Cheryl or Tony is like ashamed. No, it seems like she is just hesitant. I guess, or like I don't know. I feel like kind of assumes the worst about Cheryl in a way, mm-hmm. or isn't quite comfortable. I don't know. You know, because like even when Cheryl asked her, like when they broke up originally, she's like, "Is it because I'm white?" Mm-hmm. And Clay kind of said, insinuated a similar thing to Tony. And it seems like it bothers Tony more than it's bothering anybody else. Mm-hmm. And it's like, so I'm not sure what, where those feelings are coming from exactly. Yeah. I mean, Cheryl's also... I also got the vibe that Tony is like, she, this is her club and she wants it to go well and she's the leader and she wants to be able to like be in girl boss mode and not be like trying to make sure that like her girlfriend doesn't say anything and manage the secretness of their relationship. Yes. And like, yeah. there's just a lot to manage there. Yeah. And she doesn't <laughs> want to be like... Uh, Cheryl don't say something stupid like just like in the back of her <laughs> yeah. head yeah mm-hmm. well and I yeah I feel like too this this is this is something that's really important to her and mm-hmm. she wants to make sure that like first before anything like the other black students feel comfortable yeah, yeah. you mm-hmm. know so I feel like that is kind of the main thing she's concerned about and but Cheryl does come to the next discussion they're talking about the book Native Son which 
I don't know if you guys are familiar with. I don't know a single book, sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Sam doesn't read. No, I don't. (laughs) I'd actually never heard of that one, so Mm -hmm. I don't know what that one's about. But anyway, so they have a discussion about it, and Cheryl's really quiet, and so Clay, he's kind of like the co-president, basically. Like, he kind of takes over a lot of the conversations. He's really passionate about it. Mm -hmm. And Clay is like, Cheryl, what do you think? And at first, Cheryl's like, oh, I don't have anything to add. But then she's like, but I, I did think it was a really eye-opening book. Mm-hmm. And and then Clay's like, is this the first book you've read by a black author? And Cheryl's like, yeah, honestly, it is. And Clay is like, well, I have a list of books by black authors that I think everyone should read if you want to, like, I mean, to give you your list. Like, I've given it to Kevin. And Cheryl's like, yeah, that'd be great. I would love to read some more. Like, she spoke very well. She uh-huh. didn't overtake the conversation, but she contributed. Very like, receptive. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And so afterward, Tony was like, she was, like, surprised by how well it went. Like, she was expecting kind of the worst of Cheryl for whatever reason. Yeah. Um, so Tony's like, yeah, that actually went well. Like, you can come back. But Cheryl was like, actually, I, I see what you're doing here, and I want this to be a safe space for, like, this select group of people. Mm-hmm. So, like, I'll come to your public events, like, poetry readings, but, like, I'm going to let you guys do your thing without me in, yeah. like, regular meetings. I like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, back to the... Serial killers. Yes. <laughs> Please. We've had a, a car story. We've had romance. We've had social dynamics. Yeah. Now back to murder. Yes. Murder. Milk. Which, have we talked about the fact that serial killers and milkman? <gasps> <laughs> no. How funny is that? Do you guys that? remember that, that one commercial where it was like the dancing cartoon things go breakfast time, breakfast time, breakfast yes. time, and they go cereal and milk, cereal yeah. and milk. I'm going to put that in there. Yeah. So That's genius. That yeah. is genius, That's yeah. so funny. Totally intentional. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm sure. Um, but, you know, Jughead, no matter what Sheriff Keller says, because they're trying Sheriff Keller, we find out, does not suspect foul play. He's just trying to, like, find out if Jughead knew if he had any relatives or mm-hmm. any, like, kids or any or wife or anything like that that he should, like, notify about his death. And they're mm-hmm. just trying to, like, wrap it up so they can close the case. And you know, Jughead still doesn't think that it was suicide because he's like, there's nothing about him that would scream suicide. And it's but like wait, he are wanted... the cops are the cops still like, yeah, it's totally a suicide. Yes. Okay. But you know, like, and Jughead's like he wanted to publish his last book. Like that's not something someone who is suicidal would be pushing for. You know, like he's like everything just it doesn't add up. Yeah. And so him and Tabitha are doing a little investigating. You know, because she's like, can I help investigate? And he's like, oh yeah. um so they're looking around um rayberry's apartment and they find are they allowed to do that no okay (laughs) all right well i mean he has no other like family or friends to do it and apparently someone has has to go through your stuff yeah so he's kind of like well yeah they were best friends for like two weeks two weeks yeah Yeah. he was his mentor for a few days (laughs) bffs bros for life bros for life the truth and death yeah Yeah. yes (laughs) But while they're searching, Tabitha, she finds, like, all these letters that were written. And he, and Jughead found this, like, picture. Um, it was, like, a portrait of this, like, black woman. And it was, like, written on the back. It was, like, June 1948 or something. something. Yeah, and he's like, oh, like, I don't know who this is. But Tabitha's like, no, I think June is her name. Because all the letters that were written were addressed to a June. Oh, okay. 
And he looks in like his address book and they find her number and address. And so they give her a call because they're like, this must go. Because Jughead does remember that he mentioned a wife casually, but he wouldn't say much about her. Mm-hmm. And so they're like, this must be his wife. You know, like, and she probably doesn't know. So they call her. Also, half of the money that Rayberry made was going to a random P.O. box in South Carolina. So that, okay. too, they're like, okay, like... Mm-hmm. Yeah. And her address yeah. is in South Carolina. Mm-hmm. In South Carolina. They, they detective it at all. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so yeah, that's yeah. how they're also like, this must Connected be his wife. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. They think wife? Yeah, they think wife. Okay. So they call her up and tell her the news, you know, and she is very upset, you uh-huh. know, and so they're like, okay, this is someone who was very close to him. And she's like, okay, she's like, I'll be there, like, right away. And Jack is like, okay, like, we'll be waiting for you when you come, you know, and they'll try and figure out what's going on. Um, and so they find out that um, Brad and June got married in New York and then moved to South Carolina because that's where she's from. Mm-hmm. But while they're in South Carolina, they were getting threatened by tons of people uh-huh. because of their interracial marriage. Mm-hmm. And they wanted to move to Paris together to get out of the U.S., and to get out of all the like racial like Stuff prejudice there, yeah. and all mm-hmm. the yeah, Brad moved to Riverdale was so that he could try and make more money and they could kind of ease that tension between mm-hmm. the two of them. And then once he had enough money, they were going to move to Paris. Oh, okay, yes. So Jughead is like, okay, obviously he didn't commit suicide. Like in literally his last letter he wrote to his wife, he was talking about how he wants to publish his book. And he thinks that the book will give them enough money to finally make the move. And he's mm-hmm. very hopeful. Yeah. Yeah. And he's like, things are finally going their way. Yeah. This is going to be good. The math ain't math then. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so Jughead goes back to Keller and he's like, um, I don't think this was a suicide. And Sheriff Keller's like, um, how much do you really know about him? Because he's like, did you know that he served time in like a mental institution? That he was a communist? And that he also <laughs> was like a draft dodger? <laughs> And Jughead's like, what? He's like, I didn't know this. The three cardinal sins in the 50s. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) And so when his wife does come, um, you know, like when they're talking to her, Jughead's like, um, Sheriff Keller told me these things. Like, what is, are those true? Like, because they're just trying to figure out what's going on. Mm -hmm. And she said, yes, those are all true. Because she said that, she's like, well, did he also tell you that he served in World World War II? And he got, like, an opium addiction, which is why he mm. admitted himself right. to the mental institution. Uh-huh. And he went to one commun- a couple communist meetings during the Great Depression, mm-hmm. but, but that doesn't, was like, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. doesn't fill you with the party or whatever. Yeah. And Jughead was like, oh, okay. Like, that makes more sense. <laughs> the context, you're like, oh, oh okay. okay. Yeah, yeah. But Sheriff Keller's only, like... The scare tactics yeah. of like he's been associated. He just with saw these that things. communist card yeah. in his yeah. file, and he was and like, didn't look further. Bad yeah. guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so Jughead's you know even more like okay, this is absolutely not. A suicide. Also, I don't think those three reasons were enough and... for suicide. But... <laughs> yeah, no. Keller's his reason was like if he oh, had yeah. the, this many secrets, how many more secrets yeah. do you think he had? And, and if you had so many secrets, I'm surprised he didn't kill himself sooner. Right, he's probably like to keep that all in. Yeah, he's probably like, okay, this guy's dead, I don't have to investigate anything because yeah. it's like a suicide or whatever. Yeah. And it's like Riverdale, they're like, eh. Yeah, the cops it's l- like, love it's to do fine. nothing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Is Jughead connecting the dots yet with like Ethel's parents and like... No. No? Not, not at this point. Okay. Not at this point. Okay, go on. However... Yes. Cute scene first, then more detective work. Okay. Because 
Jughead and Tabitha, after hearing the story from June, Brad's wife, uh-huh. it like reignited Tabitha's passion to go back on the road. She's like, I heard stories like this from people when I was traveling the country all the time about like all the racial injustice and like these threats are not uncommon. Mm-hmm. And so she wants to go back on the road and go back to her like humanitarian work. Yeah. And Jughead says like he supports her in that. And that he will this time send her her homework. <laughs> <laughs> because his memory hasn't been wiped by yes. an angel. Yes, know. an angel version of her. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Happens to the best of us. So you remember. <laughs> yes. But also, he says that he'll write her letters. Kiana <laughs> looked at me so sincerely. Just like... He just laughs at it. Because June... <laughs> And Brad wrote letters, love letters, and then Tabitha found them, and she was like, isn't this cute? And then Jughead's like, I'm yeah, going to write Yeah, and then Brad got murdered, Kiana. Is that what you want for Jughead? <laughs> no, but I want them to also have a cute little interracial relationship like Tabitha wants, yeah. and they're cute together. They can. Well, They and, will. Yeah. yeah. Well, and even before, too, before June left, you know, and they are just, like, talking, she's like, so, she's like, are you guys, <gasps> oh, yeah. like, going steady? And they, you know, there are like awkward, like, oh, oh, us? We're queer. Uh, classmates uh, and friends. And have they kissed yet? Yeah. No. They're, no. They haven't even, like, I mean, they went on that one movie date, but it was like. Yeah, they haven't even They read like, a poem hands. with each other. Yeah. True. That's, yeah. that's pretty intense, no? It is, yeah. Kind of. <laughs> no, they're like, emotionally, they're like very close, but they haven't done anything physical. Sure, yeah. Mm-hmm. But they're also not like intentionally dating either. Like, no. this is also the 50s where like you go on dates all the time, it's not a big deal like it is nowadays. So it's like, oh, we went on a date one time, but like, eh. mm-hmm. yeah. You know? Yeah. But going safe. But whoa. now being like, I'm going to write you letters is like, oh, you like me. Like, you like, like me. What if he just talks about his car the whole time? That's still romantic. <laughs> Jughead doesn't care about cars. He's deep. I'm just and saying. intellectual. <laughs> yeah. You're that car guy. It's more listening. You can't listening. Yeah. No. <laughs> you can't. <laughs> but, yeah, it is really cute. That's cute. And so Jughead goes back again because he's still investigating. And he's, like, and cleaning searching. up the apartment for Brad. Mm-hmm. And for June now, too. Yeah. You know, because he's trying to help out. And is yes, she living here now? Um, she went back. Yeah, she went back. Okay. Um, but Jughead gets, here's like a knock on the door. And we're like, <gasps> no, the man. No, but it's one of Brad's neighbors. Oh, okay. Who's like, oh, hey, you must be like one of his friends, right? And he's like, yeah. And, and she's this like, is oh, so, friends. and she's like so sad to hear about what happened to him. Mm-hmm. And this is an old lady holding a fluffy cat for okay. context. Okay. Yes. So, so what are you what are you trying to sway me from like being, from jumping and well, being like well what okay first of all first of all plot then rant but, <laughs> okay but this is a big point this is the theme that is in all caps in our notes. yes so, <laughs> so huge old la- old cat lady uh-huh. is like oh I was just gonna come by to see if Brad had some milk in his fridge Jughead looks. There's no milk in the fridge, no milk bottles. And the old lady goes, oh, that's weird. There's not even empty bottles because I know he got milk delivered recently. Like, And Jughead goes, a few days ago, how would you know that? And she was like, well, I heard the milk bottles clanging in the hallway. It's Fluffy's favorite noise. Like, it's so distinct. <laughs> she gets I, so excited. Yeah. Uh-huh. And Jughead's like, milk delivery. And he's like, hey. <laughs> and you can see the... The, the gears cogs. turning with the Ethel thing. Yeah, and he's like, milkman? <laughs> Imagine being that old lady and she's like, yeah. I know. <laughs> so like, Jughead is having like an existential crisis over here and mm-hmm. she's just like, 
Okay, so there's no milk. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, She's like, milk. slow, Fluffy's gonna starve? Right. Yeah. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. But the point is, more important than the murder mystery happening here in the serial killer, Milkman, uh-huh. why was this cat not Coop the Riverdale <gasps> cat? Yes. Isn't that a crime? Isn't that the a bigger crime. crime? This was the perfect plot He's still point. out there, right? Yes. Okay. He's, he's already famous. Like, why wouldn't he's they put him in this? This is such a good point. Yes. That was your perfect opportunity. All the cat yeah. did was yeah. stay in an old lady's arms and be cute. Coop could have done that. Literally. Yeah, any cat can just cuddle and be cute. Maybe he's not in SAG, you know? Give him a say card. This could get him a say card. Uh, yeah. That's if you true. meow on TV as a cat, do you get a say card? Probably. Yeah. Yeah. This is his. That was his moment. That was his moment. And this Who is, is this man? Who's this fluffy? We yeah. Don't know. Hack. Yeah. I know the stranger. Yeah. The yeah. inauthenticity. There was such a missed opportunity. Yeah. Yeah. It's a real disservice to the the true fans in the last season. Like if yeah. we yeah. don't get Coop from now on, it's like what was the show for? Honestly. Yeah. What was the account for Coop? What's going to happen to Coop after Riverdale's done? I mean, he has a well, family. Oh, okay. But he'll have no prospects now because this is his chance for his this career. This was his yeah. chance. Was he not the right color? Like, what? what Just because he's a black cat. Yeah. I'm getting some mixed messaging here from True. I know. Riverdale. Mm-hmm. 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 Hypocrites? Hypocrites. Yes. Maybe the milkman will have cat. No, I don't know. Coop can't be the milkman's cat. Why not? I wouldn't care at this point. Yeah. <laughs> Give him an edgy role. Oh, yeah. Yes. Yes. He can be the villain. Yes. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> the serial killer is actually Coop. Just a cat, yeah. Yes. Coop is the mastermind, actually. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I'd be fine with that. Okay. As yeah. long as Coop has a good role. Or just a cameo. Yeah. Just like, a cameo. Run in the background. That's all I need. I'm surprised just he hasn't been already. Yeah. yeah. Even all the horror episodes they did, they didn't use a black cat. Black cat. Right? Yeah. Cheryl, Cheryl will have a cat. You're yeah. a witch. Come on. Come on. Come on. All right. That is, yeah, I'm glad you brought that up. That's very important to talk about. This is the most important part of this whole episode. It me. was, yeah. Bigger than the re- revelation that Jughead now has a connection to milk. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we hear you have a surprise game for us. I do. Yeah, I'm so excited. I do. Okay, so... Since it's Pride Month, I thought it would be good to round up some of the best gay lines from Riverdale, and you guess which ones who, the character that said that. All Cheryl. <laughs> They're mostly Cheryl. It's like it's kind of in like a, a a group of of the characters who are the most you know queer centric or iconographic, whatever. So are these there's all main characters. Main characters, yes. Okay. okay. Yeah. So so yeah. <laughs> so you guys can both it, guess it. at the same time. Yeah. Out of the way, Bert and Ernie. Cheryl. Cheryl. Yeah, something easy. Archie arrived at the one place in town that he was looking for the girl next door. Instead, he found me. <laughs> Jughead? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah, Archie, you have the physique of a 1970s porn star, but that doesn't mean you can wrestle. <laughs> Veronica? Uh-uh. Was it Kevin? Yes. <laughs> wow. His conversation's not the stuff of Oscar Wilde or even Diablo Cody. Um, Veronica? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Organizing a baby shower was totally on my bucket list. Oh, Veronica. Mm-mm. Oh, wait. Yeah, the this baby... is said sarcastically. Yes. The... Who... Who had a baby shower? Mm-hmm. It was Tony's, right? When they had the product placement from Old Navy. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> but who said it? Cheryl? Mm-mm. Tony? Mm-mm. Think sarcastic. Okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> You'd be surprised by what I know about hot, shirtless, muscular bruisers. <laughs> bruisers? No. Veronica? Yes. <laughs> that makes sense. <laughs> Are you sure you want to sit at the social pariah table? Jughead? Yes. <laughs> hot Riverdale dads to the rescue. 
Um, <laughs> Who said Veronica? that? I know. <laughs> Kevin. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Was his own dad there? Right. Probably. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Cringe. Butt out closet monster. Oh, Cheryl. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what was the context? I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, coach. I'm just too depressed and freaked out right now to do pull-ups. <laughs> Veronica? No. To do pull-ups. Too freaked out right now. <laughs> Kevin. Um, nope. what's his name? Archie? Nope. No. No. <laughs> what's his name? No, Dilton. I was just thinking I was in Dilton. Oh. No, he wouldn't get that long of a line. Reggie? Nope. Give us a hint. Sarcastic again. Jughead? Yeah. <laughs> Why is he? Oh, okay. There's just so many Jughead ones in here that I was like, There's expecting. a whole YouTube thing about gay Jughead in, like, Riverdale. It's it's wild. It's like oh a weird, God. uncontextualized thing. Um, <laughs> the subtext. The subtext. Yeah. Betty's ponytail is iconic and beyond reproach. Oh, Kevin. Kevin. Yes, yeah. Riddle me this hair models of the damned. Cheryl. <laughs> <laughs> um, is cheerleading still a thing? Kevin. Yes. Is being is the gay best this? friend still a thing? Cheryl. Yes. That was like a good back and forth between okay. them where he's uh, like, is cheerleading still a thing? That's like, that being the gay best okay. friend. That yeah. yeah that what season is this from? I think one. Oh. Yeah. Throwback. Mm-hmm. Need I remind you, and sorry, lots of yams you call educators, that I have suffered numerous family deaths. Cheryl. <laughs> totally. <laughs> as soon as you said, may I yeah, remind yams. Yeah. May I remind you? Just may I remind yeah. you, I like, yeah. Cheryl. <laughs> um, I am so over the toxic masculinity in this hallway right now. Veronica. Yes. Oh, it's Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> Nope. But he hasn't had a single line. She doesn't. She she doesn't hit that spot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Archie. Nope. Jughead. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Jughead. Yeah. Jughead's just coming out with the quits. I know. You know. <laughs> oh, it's Kevin. <laughs> Poor Kevin. Who wrote that line? Yeah. Okay, but also like, let's give it up for the writers. Those were some. Those you know, are great. Those are some good lines. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Flowers. That's the game. Nice. That's fun. Nice. I thought the quotes were gonna be all from. The like gay or queer characters. Nope. Someone you first yeah, said Jughead. I was like, do I not know? Do nope. I not remember something? I was like, the quotes themselves are yes. gay. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. And on that note, thank you for listening. As always, we're Riddle fans first and friends second. If you want to support the podcast, like and subscribe, tell a friend, or leave us a review. And follow us on Instagram at Rivertales Podcast. Also, check out our merch on Redbubble. See you next time. Bye. 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 Bum bum